I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And I'm Quentin Smith. And welcome to Terminal 7. We're back. Episode 25. The second half of our Order and Chaos extravaganza. And the first quarter of your first hundred episodes. That's right. May it last. Oh, that's so kind. (laughs) And once again, we're joined by our friend, Mr. Quentin Smith. We got him again. We got him again, folks. We got him again. (laughs) I can't get away from these guys. It's great. Legally, you are are actually contractually obligated to keep satisfying this role. I am. It's because I promised I would not say anything dumb in the first podcast I did with you guys, and I'm still trying to pay back that (laughs) 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 The amount... Seven (laughs) years of indentured servitude. (laughs) I am now, like, I I would call myself, like, a, a... veteran like moderately good netrunner but when I did that first podcast with you guys I just didn't know what I was talking about oh <laughs> man I haven't gone back and listened to that in actually a long not. time it's, it's funny it's, it's really funny actually. I really should it was creation and, no it was creation control, control. control. that's right control, yeah. Yeah. it's actually interesting tracking Terminal 7's like development from an enthusiast podcast to like a semi-competitive podcast like over the last year it's it's cool huh I haven't thought oh man I mean I don't want to huff my own farts too intensely but <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not heard that phrase before Oh really? Oh man! Yeah. No, that is that is that is uh, maybe it's, maybe it's just the people at Campo Santo, but that is definitely uh, that is common parlance for sure. Where I roll, man, uh, because I'm a monster. Um, uh, but let's get let's just let's just pick it up. So last speaking, time, speaking of monsters, yeah. speaking of monsters, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we last time we talked all about the whale and stuff. So if you didn't happen to catch that episode for some reason, go grab it. Episode twenty four. Yeah. Um, but got, this, got, got, it got pretty corporate up it in did, there. It did. But now now we got to balance it out. Now we're gonna get we're gonna get punk. That's right. Um, specifically, we're and talking subject, about. Can I just start by saying ultra pro binders suck? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta balance that, it out. Okay. That, was, right. that was a callback and a reference to uh, uh, not being corporate. <laughs> that's right. That's there. right. That's perfect. Oh, now he hates it. He's actually like burning all his ultra pro binders right. right now. <laughs> Listen to the sound of them. They're making me dizzy. <laughs> they, they burn really good though. <laughs> um, we are talking about all the Anarch goodness, and oh lord, man, what goodness there is. This big box busted that faction wide man. open. Yeah. Um, so just just like we did with, uh, with with the Wayland stuff, we also assigned ourselves each a bit of homework for all the three IDs. Which, um, which, which is a great idea, Quinn. So that was yeah, like a that was really awesome. great that idea. That was super good. Um, oh, and it's, it's all, it mostly started from, uh, run, last click off and do a lot of like testing of decks before a, before a ID comes out. Which, by the way, you guys don't have to feel bad about that because I listen to those guys complain about that all the time. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's just, let's just get started right at the beginning. Jesse, you were signed Mr... Edward, Edward Kim. Kim and I've been excited for Edward Kim for a while. Yeah, I like him thematically. I like I love he love his like crazy, his the craziness of the character. He's uh, he shows up in a lot of cards. Yeah, um, he runs Humanity's Hammer. I think is he the front man of that? I'm kind of. I mean, can we also mention he's basically a racist? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He's, <laughs> Only well, if you consider Bioroids well, to though, be a race. I mean, come on, who? Like, can we have a one-minute philosophical interlude to, like, <laughs> what kind of jerk would say that artificial intelligence is not, like, yeah, like yeah. fucking self-aware intelligence? Um, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I, I think you're right. Like, he definitely is a, a flawed character. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying how great it is to, 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 to hate a race of people or... <laughs> I just, I just, I just like like how they're like the anarchs are all over the board, and and th- this one also brought in a lot of aggression. Like they're not just like cool hip hackers; they're like 
terrible people yeah. in, in, in some ways. But understandably so, right? Because, like, if you lose your job because some corporation made a fake person that can do it better than you and also doesn't need food or to be paid, <laughs> you might be kind of put out. You might be like, you know, maybe it's not okay. Yeah, maybe it's, that's it's kind of like, like, bad. And if, all, and if all that can be brought up by, like, one card game ID. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. That's, that's totally cool. So yeah. I so uh, for, for people that aren't too familiar with Edward Kim, he's, like, this awesome multiple amputee. Uh, he's a, he's an, his identity is natural. He is one link. Um, he's an Anisa 4515. But trash the first operation you access each turn at no cost. But you got to read his flavor text because yes. it's awesome. Uh, yeah, my my only regret is that androids cannot feel my hate. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's holy so shit! Good. Holy shit! That's so intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, um, un like really really a neat a neat. I I was not expecting a card like this to come out. Yeah. It's just like thematically it's weird. Like he hates bioroids. A lot of the themes in Anarch is like pure destruction. Like getting rid of things like destroy like destroying and edward kim is kind of like the super crazy anarchy pro guy yep and um yeah and i got a chance to 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 play with him i, I ran him in a couple different decks um i luckily whiffed on his ability i think both games <laughs> oh you're kidding <laughs> oh it was ridiculous and i i had proper accesses i wasn't like screwing up yeah um i also had like bad draws sometimes but the um I'm really like in a vacuum, you're thing. You're seeing stuff like, okay, I'm I'm actually getting rid of scorches. I can get rid of hedge funds. I can if I have an biotic amp, labors. Biotic labors. I can get rid of those key cards um, through multiple accessing. Like legwork with him and an imp is huge. Oh uh, yeah. So, oh my god. So I, I found like he's 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 set up to really do some 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 cool some some really cool stuff because yeah. typically a, a corp will be sitting on their HQ and have all the tools they need to pull that win. And right. Edward Kim can get in there and just start wrecking it, which is, which is oh, pretty cool. I wonder if Edward Kim, this just popped into my head, but you also probably want to run three currents, whether they're Anarch currents or Net Celebrity or something, because if you can, if you're trashing events, you might be able to catch their currents before they come out of. Like he just ah, makes currents marginally yeah. better out of the runner. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess that's right. Yeah, that is good. And 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 Anarch currents. Uh, let's see what we have. Scrubbed. Scrubbed. Which uh, is not bad. And the, and and the, the new, new one that we'll get the new to. Itiner the new and protesters. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, so yeah, like uh, that, that that is a really good point. Like operations fall under operations need to be in corp decks, and Edward Kim is going to be accessing because he's a runner. So it's just kind of a it just it, it just works and works thematically. And uh, he was he was a really fun runner to play around with. Yeah. And one thing that that Anarchs are especially good at is like they're obviously less strong when it comes to getting accesses reliably. Right. But when it's like getting in for like the one turn or two turns when they can just be like, okay, put a knight on the one ice you have on HQ, legwork into HQ. Sure. And and, and, and they also have the, the nerve agents and the mediums and stuff too, yeah. which which on Edward Kim is pretty huge. Yeah, you can definitely, you can, you can, it's like when you can get in, you know, finally that piece of ice fell to Parasite or whatever, now you can really, really, really make it hurt. Yeah, and also, know, I, also, also nope. sorry, don't run into archives first because that actually blows his ability. Yes, and you can't use it against any operations fire. in the archive. <sighs> yeah, well, wow, that's crazy. Um, I was just going to say that, like, I wonder if this idea of like oh, anarchs can't access reliably. I think those days might even be over. You know, <laughs> because we've not yes, seen probably. a good anarch ID. Uh, well, just not getting into any of the cards that come later. We've not seen an Anarch ID that's good at just accessing reliably. You know, we haven't seen like the Gabriel Santiago of Anarchs, but Edward Kim is that. And there's no reason because now in this pack they've got the money cards as well. They've got the multi access. They've got you know the breakers. So why and, not? And we were given all that draw in the previous data packs. Like inject is like the hugest card 
Playing with inject. Mm-hmm. If any if any our players out there that isn't using inject, seriously, just throw in three copies and you'll be like, my game just accelerated like bonk. It was like it's just an yep. amazing card. Ugh, yeah, it's good. Cool. So yeah, I had a great time with every Kim, and I appreciate you guys letting me have him because I've been talking about him for a while. A while. <laughs> <laughs> so Quinns, you got the mm-hmm. next next new <laughs> which which of anyone has been on the internet for a while is the new hotness. Yes. Yeah. So this is um her name is Max um with two X's because that's more punk rock apparently. So no 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 a lowercase X and then a capital X is that correct? And then a capital yeah. X. It's very important <laughs> you get that right. Yeah. Yes. Um it's also in the day job art card if you've seen that uh, mm-hmm. she is on it and she works at Megabuy um but she says her name is Carol but her name tag says something different so clearly there's some dodgy stuff going on here. <laughs> um her tagline is maximum punk rock. She's a G mod and she has the you know it doesn't sound that great. When your turn begins, just trash the top two cards of your stack and then draw a card. So, hang on, let's go back there. <laughs> you take the top two cards of your deck and you trash them. Now, new players are going to assume this, is, this, this isn't great. Let me tell you, Anarchs are pretty good at getting stuff out of the trash. So really, you've got to look at this idea as you make two cards available for you to work with, for you yep. to tutor. And then you draw a card. So ultimately... She's like a five-click runner with an additional benefit on top. And, yep. okay, so let's, let's shout out to um, a great uh, member of the Netrunner community called Sly Squid, who's been workshopping his Max deck Canadian, Toronto-based, yep. I believe. Yeah. Out of Toronto. Oh, is he Toronto-based? Oh, yep. wicked. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just insane. It's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous because, I mean, we'll get into Eater and how she can use that later. But it's just a speed of tempo, which the game of Netrunner has not seen before. It's faster than Andromeda. Like, I've, tried, I've, I've been playing this. It's faster than Andromeda. Like, just even the ability to, like, first turn, retrieval, run a femme, and then second click, account siphon. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's insane. <laughs> um, and I, I can't really... I mean, you can pack a levy if you want to, but... You probably won't need it in fifty percent of games. Cause, yeah, because you'll you'll have already won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Words just words just fail me. Like it's it's exceptionally good. I, I guess I should talk about the deck I made. I mean, so it uses Eater, which is um, which is a new Anarch Icebreaker, the most is bonkers pr- AI. Card. It is. You can imagine. Let, you can imagine. You, would you guys agree that it's the best? It's the best card in Order and Chaos. Um. It sure as hell doesn't work in an Edward Kim deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Eater is a new AI breaker. AI breakers are breakers which break all three types of ice, barriers, code gates, and sentries. Um, and it is a corroder, basically. It's yeah, for, for everything. It's a corroder that <laughs> yes. works on everything. Yeah, with the downside that if you use it to break a subroutine during a run, you can't access more than one card. No, well, you can't, no, you can't access cards. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, yeah. I, I brain fart. Yeah, no, of course yeah. you can't access any cards, but it still works with account siphon because you're not accessing cards. It still works with want and destruction. It still works with retrieval run. It works with any card. Yeah. That Basically, says, anything that says instead of accessing cards, you may do blah. Right. You can still yeah. do that with Eater. Yeah, which which yeah. seems to be the heart of most of these it's, crazy. It's the, key, it's, the, it's the keyhole eater. It's. Just it, get key, like keyhole eater is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, like get it's, get eight solid keyholes and your the game's probably gonna be yours. Yeah, I mean also just Hades shard. You know, just play the Hades shard at one point, even if they ice up archives to access everything in archives. Like it's it's nuts. And um, the the way around it, of course, is like sorry. Let me just let me phrase that another way. It just uh, takes an enormous rude. Maximum pump punk rock dump on any deck that tries to like have oh I'll have one ice wall and one quandary and one guard and then it keeps them out. 
<laughs> no. Eater is getting through those for like one credit. It's just absurd. Unreal. Yeah, and and and, and so uh, as we mentioned before, this this is kind of stomped on a lot of uh, store championships recently. Yeah. This this deck is what's been crushing people, and I think it's because it, I, I and I'm aware like we're we're all aware it's strong, but also we're we're as a core we're not ready to deal with maximum punk, punk rock yet. Like, <laughs> That's right. We're just we're just not used to like well what do we do? Do I zig? Do I zag? Like she's just crushing me. Like I think I mean, uh, it's gonna. It's been like what four months since we had a meta where the corpse were, weren't winning. You know, yeah. the corpse have kind of gotten soft. The corpse do that. Thing. Oh, I yeah. think we're not we're not used to aggression. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and it seems like th- so the best. Obviously, if you're on the receiving end of a max deck, <laughs> it seems like. And um, there is one rear mail about this, so we can we can get into it a little bit more when we get to that. Uh, but it seems like definitely to deal with the the flurry that is max. Anything that makes AI sad, yep, and anything that makes run access sad is kind of what you need. Yeah. And maybe a lucky Cronus protocol or something. Yes. <laughs> maybe a lucky, lucky Cronus protocol. Right. Um, but things like I we'll we'll save that discussion when we when we get sure. to yeah, 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 sure, sure. But but did you have a good time with uh, with Max? <laughs> I I didn't build the deck. It was a friend of mine who I got to build the deck for me because I was uh, I was in a row. But he played it and he was so excited to show it to us and having such a good time playing it that by the end of the game his and it was cold in the flat, but his hands were shaking. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's amazing! He, it it's hard to describe. Like if you play Netrunner for a year and now suddenly you're playing an ID which is like making two cards available to you and then you draw a card so you're starting every turn with six cards. Yeah, yeah. like and, and basically it's, a it's, secondary grip, which is yeah. just your heap <laughs> yeah no it's 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 properly absurd you know like just deja vu out like a once in destruction then amped up and then trash three cards and then you know like oh my god unbelievable <laughs> that, and that, that's your turn one that's like that like that that isn't too far-fetched to be like that's your turn one is like and you know what's what's awful as well is the arc like Traditionally, you protect R&D from Shapers and you protect HQ from Criminals, and that's why both of those factions like splashing the thing from the other. You kind of are theoretically meant to protect Archives from Anarch, but in a max deck, it's equal threats to HQ and R&D and Archives. It's so all pressure, probably, yep. And turn one, they've got six cards, so they're probably going to hammer one of your centrals, and like, it, oh, it's nasty. It's, <laughs> it's just ferocious. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. I've, I've not played with max yet, but I'm definitely stoked to, to give it a go for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who, so who did you get, Nels? I got Valencia Estevez, which is, I think, the right pick because this seems like a, a, t- a deck type that you're used to playing. Yeah, I, I, I definitely dug it a lot. Of the, of the three, she's the one that's definitely been the most exciting for me. She's she's the angel of Kayambe, which is apparently wow. the mountain that the root is built on top of. Oh, and then all the people around it. Uh, did not receive the best of treatment. Let's say. Oh. I, I believe. I believe. Cool, okay. Um. So she is natural. She is zero link. Uh. She has fifty Ouch. minimum deck size instead of forty five. Uh. Which kind of burns down your consistency a bit. Um. She can take fifteen points of influence. But her ability is the corp starts the game with one bad publicity. Wow. So obviously the first thing this does without question. Is it makes you include three copies of blackmail? <laughs> yep. <laughs> three copies of deja vu and three copies of the same old thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh so basically, God. you just want to make nine t- super safe, no problem runs. Yes. <laughs> and then also maybe a planned assault if you just don't see that first blackmail quick enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah. So, like, the thing that Valencia can do for sure is make it so that 
the corporation's remotes will never be safe. Like, yep. I mean, of course, <laughs> they can they can do some kind of shenanigans with Executive Boot Camp or sure. Amazon Industrial Zone where they kind of force res ice on their turn, which still doesn't happen very much. Um, the And then so it, it feels like mucking around with it a bit. There's kind of like two different ways to go, and I'm not sure which one I've settled on yet. Um, you can go because the other thing I noticed is like, OK, well, blackmail turns on bad publicity, black, bad publicity turns on blackmail. And that's awesome. But the other thing that bad pub does is that that it's like getting a reoccurring credit you can use for anything, except it refreshes every, every run, run instead of every turn. And just like, of course, that's how the mechanic works. But since you see it so rarely and since you normally only see it in Wayland when Wayland has infinite dollars anyway, it doesn't feel like it makes that big of a deal. But mm -hmm. man, one bad publicity can be annoying. Two is crazy. Like yeah. I was playing against NEH and like I usually pack Scrubber in most of my decks just because it's like playing against NEH or RP. And it's, in faction, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. But like with Valencia, it's like, oh, you just get two bad pub on the corp. You built in Scrubber. And, then, and you have a Scrubber that works every single run, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Um, so it is... It is awesome, and I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But yeah, so aside from so like just that that bad publicity can make your runs incredibly affordable. So the thing that I, I mean, don't it's, it's, it's I'm not sure exactly where right? I want to go I with mean, yet is either you use that money to fuel like eater based keyhole wanton destruction runs where you're hammering the centrals with eater, and then if they ever put anything in remote, you just snag it with blackmail, right? Or to go the more traditional breakers route because if you have night night put plus bad publicity is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, your runs with stuff like Mimic and Corroder are still super, super affordable. And then if they do manage to get some ice res on a remote, you can still get in. And then you're probably digging with like Medium or something. So I'm not sure which of those two flavors I really like more, but they're both Quite really, fun. really interesting. Yeah, actually playing against uh, Nels when he had Valencia... It was very strange getting like receiving bad publicity for like I, I'm like I did nothing wrong it, you know yes. what I mean like, I, I wasn't I wasn't getting cool oh, illicit oh, ice you know what you did yeah I know yeah I wasn't getting cool illicit ice I wasn't getting hostile takeovers I was just like getting in trouble and it was a really really strange um, paradigm shift in the way that the game was yeah. working it was yeah. quite, it was quite cool. interesting and the other thing that I've definitely found super useful is uh, including some copies of the source. Because right. then they have to put that agenda in a remote. Yeah, this is, they just not, have to. Yeah, you're not. And then worlds. you're like, okay. And then obviously having some exposed effects are really nice. What I actually like more than infiltration is a card from the spin cycle, Raymond Flint. Yes. Yeah. Where because you can trash him to expose a card for free, which means you still have all four of your clicks to like get money or whatever. But also, whenever the corporation takes a bad pub, you get one free access from HQ. And with Valencia, you're going to be sticking more bad pub on the corp period mm. yep. so you're just, you're just getting free accesses with raymond flint if you've got a couple like nerve agent tokens or whatever those are going to count for more like i think i i, I snagged someone's high-risking investments for free just because i was exposing the car they put down into their remote wow and with raymond flint so i was like <laughs> just built in oh, okay cool. okay sure oh no no i i put that i put raymond flint down to have that exposed ready and then i just i think i used investigative journalism or something and it triggered Raymond Flint and I got a free high risk. Well, <laughs> and, and, and bad pub for the rest of the game. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I of the three, I mean, uh, Max is also pretty exciting and cool. I want to try her out, but Valencia is definitely I, the thing that I like most about Valencia is she makes NAPD contract worse, and yeah. I hate that <laughs> yes, goddamn that card, card has been so much ruining me. Yeah, <laughs> that anything that makes it worse makes me very, very, very happy. Do you, um, do, do, you do you think that people will start packing uh, bad pub removal? Yeah, do you think maybe? Um, the trick of it is, is like if. It would probably be crazy to pack bad pub removal if you don't have anything that gives you bad pub just as, like, Valencia, Valencia protection, yes, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if you're going to have some bad pub removal, you want to actually be getting something with your bad pub, so then you can get rid of it anyway. So then uh, that's that's a lot to go in on. Yeah, I, I, I'm a player that probably just bank on never running into Valencia, and then I just get stomped <laughs> at some tournament or something. But, man, yeah, like, we, we actually played in a store championship that's right, last yeah. weekend. That's um, weekend, yeah. Jesse did way better than I did. <laughs> Jesse came in fourth. Yep, top four. Uh, including one of those competitors was the best net runner player in okay, Canada. That's Brody. Our buddy oh, Brody. Wow. I had, okay, I had to play him twice. Yeah, my the... first round game was against him. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> I, 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 also, I also really flubbed up. I did like th- three misplays versus Brody, but Brody's a very good player. So. Yeah. Well, both, you were thwarted in one game because you ran into access and NAPD contract from his R&D with only three credits left. Yep. <laughs> and then in some of my games, I was playing Leela Patel um, with splashing heavily indexing. And many times that day, indexing gave up nothing. On three separate occasions, it only revealed one agenda, and that agenda was an NAPD, NAPD contract. contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, to pull it back, part of the reason why I like Valencia so much is it just makes NAPD worse, and I hate that thing so much. <laughs> it's, it like, it's, like, it's like a crappy fetal AI. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it reminds me of like that trick where you, you first start playing Jinteki and you learn the secret is to let them steal, like, let them try and score the fetals. Let yeah. them spend five credits and five clicks just yes. clawing their way. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so... That is that is what excites me most about Valencia. But all three of those IDs, I think, are super, super interesting. And so, like, diverse. Which yes. Is, which is so cool. Yeah. Do we want to... Have you guys had much experience playing... Like, the 50-card deck thing I find so interesting because it's just... It's such a good power, and I love that balancing mechanic of, like, you know, Valencia's got connections. She's got everything she needs. She's just kind of... She's not really a hacker. She's a bit, like... She, there's just so much going on. So, yeah, like, 50-card decks are just worse, and I love that. I love mm. that, you know, you play them, and then they're just annoying. <laughs> like, yep. yeah. it, it doesn't... 50-card decks don't feel to me like they're... Uh, like, you've got 50 cards. They feel to me like your deck is just in a bad mood. Yes. And it just yeah. <laughs> routinely does not give you the thing. Where's the thing? I want the thing. No? Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, which is basically the polar opposite of Max, where you're just getting barfed get up everything things. you want yeah. constantly. Yep. Oh, how cool that we get, like, a sort of mad, least mad, and just sort of normal runner in the same pack. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Not it's... the professor, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um... Yeah, and I think definitely some of the stuff, like, to deal with that is Valencia definitely wants tutors. Both, like, maybe a copy of, like I said, Plant Assault to make sure you can grab that blackmail when you need it. But also, like, breaker tutors are really important. So you'd either go Special Order or even Express to save influence, maybe. But yeah. I guess Express doesn't even go deep enough in a 50-card yeah. deck. I mean, like, you can, you, can yeah. try to do it, you can try to do it with a lot of card draw, like, with your I've Had Worse and Injects, but, ugh, like, Special Order or maybe even Test Run yep. um, can be quite 
good. Cool, yeah. Almost mandatory. But yeah, she's awesome. I definitely want to keep I'm pr- she's probably going to be my my main lady for for the next foreseeable bit, I think. But I do want to try out Max as well. I mean, for me, this is the interesting puzzle with Valencia and Edward Kim and it's a boring puzzle, but I'm a boring man. Uh, <laughs> like with criminals and shapers, we know what a good rig looks like. We've been building good rigs for criminal shaper forever. Yep. With anarchs, Rigs, you're trying to try and kind of avoid the rig to yeah, do are, other. Are you even running rigs? Are you running breakers? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Are you running? Are you running one of each breaker? That seems bad. So, like, I, I sat down to build an Edward Kim deck yesterday. I was like, wait, what does a rig look like? Yeah, yeah what, what is? Like, yeah, what is a what is an anarch rig actually? It's like I guess it's the fixed strength breakers and data sucker. I, I actually remember the game I played <laughs> when me and Nels were testing these decks, and I was like, I was a Ketzel. And basically, I first turned a medium on his open eight, on his open R and D, and then my second turn, I I got a nerve agent out and hammered his hand, and that was like my rig. <laughs> my rig was a medium and a nerve agent, and I won the game. Like that yeah. was like oh my, God. A stri- my friend Tim had the. F- oh, sorry, you go. Oh no, no, no just there was like that. That can be a winning rig is pretty amazing. Or or how about Reina and a rook? There's your rig. Yep. No one's no <laughs> one's gonna spend six to Reza and Enigma. <laughs> just 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 hammer the hell out of them. And I don't know. It's it's just. Yeah. I love Anarch for, my, for, for for that reason. My friend made a, on on the Friday. We um, uh, he built an Andromeda deck with um data folding because he was excited about. It. I think a few people are excited about data folding. In I can it. see and that. Nice. You get the supplier and then you get data folding and underworld contract. Ooh, and then I like that. You can get I like six that credits a turn. Yeah. I, I saw that Nordrunner did that. My friend did that. Um, and he beat my friends at Argus. Argus deck, but um, and then only afterwards he found out he was like, "Hang on, where's the Crypsis in this deck?" Because the only icebreaker was like a Crypsis or an Overmind or something. Right. He realized he had no breakers in it. <laughs> but he, realized, he found that out after he'd won. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good, yeah. good. Awesome. That's classic Netrunner. That's a good Netrunner. Yeah, yep, that, that's right. That's, that's, that's right. the stuff. That's the stuff. All right. Uh, do we want to roll into event events? Yeah. So okay. So this is definitely a max card because she's on the card. Let's talk a bit about Amped Up. Ah, Amped Up. I love it. Oh God. Amped Up is like it's like more it's like more stim hacky goodness. It's it, I love it. So it's a one cost. Yeah, it's it's stim hack for clicks. <laughs> yes, it's a one cost <laughs> event, three influence. So guys, this is Anarch's card. You're probably gonna splash it. You know, hopefully, <laughs> event gain click 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 and suffer one brain damage. Cannot be prevented. Oh my god, I thought it was only gain one click. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. It's gain three clicks. It's, so, it's, I mean, obviously, one click is the, playing the card, so ultimately you end up with a six-click turn. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, yeah. Max says, the human brain only uses like a quarter of its capacity anyways, right? Which is <laughs> which is what some some something that someone who's used amped up quite a bit might say. <laughs> Correct. Oh my god! Look, at, I've just noticed if you look in her fridge behind her, she's got like twenty of these cartridges and nothing else. That, that's not good, girl. You gotta you gotta have like a balanced diet with your drugs. Yeah, this is yeah. End badly. That, 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 that's like when you go over to your buddy's place and he's just got condiments in his fridge. Yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> it's, just con- it's just condiments and bad beer. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I know everything I need to know about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this card synergizes hugely with that Max first turn wanton destruction. Goodbye, corporations. Hand like yep. spend those clicks and oh, just so cool. And I, I love cards that you can use. Like this is just an exciting card for me because I love I love stim hacks. I love those you know super high risk high reward cards. And uh, this definitely falls in that. There's another card we'll uh, we'll get to later. Actually, there's a couple of them that um, 
basically require you to spend four clicks to use them. Sure. Which normally is going to take up your entire turn. Like Duggars, for example. Yeah, or du- Oh, God. <laughs> Amped up Duggars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, do, you do a bunch of stims, you go and dance, and, and, then, and then you can still do something yeah. the morning after. Yeah, but yeah, still- like this plus those cards that require four clicks to use, and you're, <laughs> you still have two things left, two clicks left to use after. It's pretty huge. Oh, my God. Yep. So you, so obviously the synergy here that a lot of max decks use is um, click one amped up, so you've got six clicks. Um, yep. Second click, you wanton destruction, which is a new Anarch run event that is B A N A N A S. It is a one credit event. Run, sabotage, make a run on HQ. If successful, instead of accessing cards, you can spend any number of clicks. It's cool. The corp just has to trash one card for every click you spend. At yep. random. They, don't even, get, they don't even get to be like, okay, we'll get rid of these four things and hang on to this agenda. This, remember, they're just going. Yeah, they're this, just so gone. remember all that the thing we used to daydream of, uh, which some people did, some of us didn't, yes. uh, where uh, the demo, the, you get a load of counters on Nerve Agent and then you demo run and you blow away all the cards. Wanton Destruction actually does that. You in know? one it's card. It's, 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 it's Anarch Siphon, right? This is the yeah, Anarch it's, Siphon it's, card. Anarch, it's Anarch Siphon, and even if they make you throw away three cards, like being on the receiving end of this is disgusting. Disgusting, like because ultimately they've scored an agenda. They've trashed your hand with your cards you need, and that's cool. But the tempo hit of then your next turn, you're drawing your mandatory. Then you you start the turn with one card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's an so agenda and not up. a piece of ice. Okay. Well, you got to oh, draw God, another. Can you okay. Imagine? Oh, there's an operation. Okay. Oh, oh, there's another agenda. Oh, all right. Well, it's yeah. your turn again. And then yeah. they do it again. And then like they deja vu and they fucking go back in. Yeah. Oh. No, it's. Mm. Yeah, that 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 one moment of silence is, as we all appreciate wanton destruction. Yeah, yeah holy <laughs> crap! Like it is, it is good. Yeah, and and, and I think it, I think it can find a place in any anarch deck. I don't know if you put it anywhere else. Um, one or amped up? One, one, sorry. Oh man, yeah, I don't amped know. Amped up, I could see some maybe some weirdness you could do with. Um, it's always good to have a bunch of clicks in in some other deck, maybe. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I do guess. I was going to say, like, amped up maybe if you were, you know, um, even playing Shaper, if you can be like, paintbrush, I'm paintbrush, paintbrush. <laughs> I was going to say Magnum <laughs> Opus five times. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I'm just, I'm just picturing some crazy hacker, like, digitally painting things all night. They're like, what a psycho. <laughs> all that brain damage. You know a card I'm going to include in a lot of my Shaper decks, though? One of, just one, just one, guys, is um, showing off. Which is, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. That's, this is, this that's is cool. just this is the most baller card. It's two credits. Event <laughs> run, make a run on R and D. It's successful. Instead of accessing cards from the top of R and D, access cards from the bottom, working your way up. So if you have like an R and D interface, that's great. Or two, um, or two, you know, three, or a medium, whatever. You can access the bottom five cards of R and D. I mean, it, it opens up just horrific plays whereby like. Game-winning plays. Like, I've seen... I think there's... A lot of people talk about weird, like, you know, the solitaire Netrunner thing where you just wait with an incubator, then, like, click one, you install a medium, and you move all the counters over from the incubator. Click three, you run the top of R&D. Click four, you show off and hit the bottom of R&D. And you've seen... I like that. And you've seen, like, 14 cards of R&D. It's the Anarch sandwich. I like that. Yeah, dig from the top and the bottom. Ugh. I mean, the most, I will point out again, my friend Tim, who I seem to be mentioning a lot, this, the most important thing that we need to do with showing off if you, is that you have Yugura, and they run an R&D, and then you look at the top card and you go, ooh, and you put it on the bottom, and then they're showing off, and they access the bottom card, and it's a snare. That needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, that's, uh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's the, very important. the nice thing, that, like, and definitely a great time to use this, if, if someone's had a daily business show up and running for a while, 
<laughs> Especially if you've had them on the ropes, right? They're like, oh god, okay, well I can't hold these agendas, I'm just gonna bury them, and you're like, I'm gonna go get them now. Yeah, that's, bye, yeah. buddy. I think it's great. I think it's such a good one of, and it's it's funny, yeah as, you know? as a one of, especially like a splashable one of. I had thought about that, but yeah, definitely like because those those shape returns where you can just reliably get into R and D and you access three and cards you're and you just see nothing. Yep, like being able to be like, all right, well, I'll look at three other completely different cards. Okay, that's much better. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's just good. I love cards they introduce, like Glen Station or Currents, which introduce a new element of physicality to Netrunner. Like I've been playing for so long now that having to yeah. hold cards in a different way. Or do things in a different way, like stupid things. I like the conversation I had with my friends arguing over where you place a current when it's in play. And the answer to that is directly in the middle between both of you and be gentlemen about it. <laughs> rather than like having it over in your rig like a loser. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I want to see people bottom dealing with showing off. I think that's cool. I think it's, yeah, that's I, awesome. I like it. Makes me I mean, yeah, you got to like pick up your whole R&D and then just kind of <laughs> yeah, like get yeah. one off the it's bar. It's uh, more uh, sociable than Keyhole, which is the least sociable card in Netrunner. Correct. Uh, dude, yeah, we'll make, we'll make you shuffle your deck over and over and over. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, another card that is definitely going to see, especially given that the other half of Order and Chaos was Wayland, yep. is I've Had Worse. Interestingly yes. interestingly called Steel Skin to fish out where the spoilers were. Yes. I thought that yeah. was so fascinating. Yeah, that was, that was basically some like corporate subterfuge right there. Yeah. They named the card to see how far the spoilers went. Yeah, wrong. They basically <laughs> gave a bu- like so, uh, supposedly a bunch of cards got like different weirdo names distributed to different areas, and then the one that got spoiled, they're like, oh, okay, now we know where it came. I mean, that's like just basically some like Cold War Tinker Tailor Soldier <laughs> spy shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have I've had worse. We have Edward Kim on the front getting zapped by tasers and at at, at a rally uh, against by uh, has biroids. Yeah. And, uh, cost is not does not mean human. Yeah, that's right. It's two influence, one cost event, draw three cards. But here's the kicker. This is why no one's going to be running Plasgreets anymore, because I'm so sick of running Plasgreets. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I've had worse is trashed by taking net or meat damage, draw three cards. So, should we outline the two scenarios where this could be? Um, yes. I, I scorch you. You've got five cards in hand. You discard I've had worse as the first Scorch, and what happens after that? You draw back up? Correct. Yep. So, now, important, there's a second scenario here. I have three cards. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have three cards, and I play Scorch, and you just die because damage Correct. happens instantly. But, what happens, Jesse, if I play the Scorch, you've got a five-card hand, and I trash everything except I've had worse, then I play my second Scorch. Then and you lose. are very, very sad. Then you're like, right. <laughs> no, then, then you yell, come on! Yes. And then, <laughs> then you yell, come on! It's a so, good game. Yeah. This is Grumpily. like I, this is why it's so good. It's such good card design because it's so anarch. It's like yep. yeah, I'll probably survive a scorch. Probably. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like four out of five times. If it worse, it's fine. It's it, it, it's kind of like when when I, when I brought my anarch deck to that uh, tourney, I'm like I'm just betting on never running into blue sun because blue sun dumps on that my my anarch deck really bad <laughs> right like so bad and then luckily i didn't run into a single blue sun and i did it so it's like that's that's the same you're lively of, floating like four six eight tags and i'm using like parasites <laughs> and knights that's about it so blue sun just just laughs at my deck but so so that, that's another very anarch thing like just you know roll the dice kind yeah. of thing uh, there have been s- some occasions where I've deliberately, t- I've had only, I've had worse in my hand and deliberately taken damage just to yep. get the card draw for free. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about this, like someone has two, oh, I, I had the most annoying thing where um, I had two scorch in the hand and my friend tricked me because uh, uh, he had 
four cards, not five cards in hand. And I did the math, and I was like, oh, I can still kill him with a double Scorch. I played the Scorch, and he revealed two I've had worse in hand. Perfect. Oh, right, because they would both trigger. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> so he was deliberately running at four cards because, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was clever. <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's card draw, but it's also it works in your head. It's it's yeah, at it's worst, awesome. it's, it's at so worst, good. it's a one cost diesel. Like, yeah. come on, it's yeah. It's great. I mean, but the presence of this kind of does mean that if you're looking to do a flat line, like occasionally paying the runner for a small amount of damage to flush these things out is not a bad play. Right, traffic accident. It's good to get them in a yeah, car crash. or like just little like little bits of damage with Jinteki because sure. like I mean, especially if you're forcing them to draw. Like when they get to zero, then they're really in trouble. So if they're like drawing. If they have to draw kind of more than they want, that's actually a place you want the runner to be at. Yeah. Sure. I still like the, um, the what I've been doing a lot recently running Wayland is um, a move I learned from now patron saint of Wayland, Timmy Wong, who ran that Blue Sun deck at Worlds and got to like third place. Yeah. Um, where you spend the Scorch and then you can Jackson the Scorch back into your deck and immediately pull them out with an Atlas counter. Right. So they kind of go all the way around your deck, nice. but for what? But but for no more clicks, you can play the same card again. Right. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, the next thing, and I, since obviously since I've been playing Valencia, I right. like this a lot. Is the itinerant protesters? It is a two credit oh current. My God. Yep. Uh, and just like all the other currents, obviously another current has to be played, or the runner has to score an agenda before this comes into play. And what it does is the corpse maximum hand size is reduced by one. For each bad publicity he or she has. <laughs> the flavor text is great. It <laughs> yep. is, no one knows what they want. Least of all them. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's got it's got like uh you know, mid eighties rancid on top of a roof. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Yeah, it's very cool. And and, and it's awesome because so it's messing the HQ because you have this these piles of people just screaming and throwing rocks and just making oh, a it's huge so mess. It's so like you can't good. get the twins in through the door of your of your office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, have you have you guys been on the receiving end of this? I I, I have through Nels's deck. Um, I, I I was very lucky that game, but having that limitation on your hand size is just like ridiculous. It it is rough. It's, it is really really rough. And because you're you you lose all your options, so your surprises aren't there. Like you can't you you'll draw you can you have to get down to two or just yeah. start discarding. And you're like probably crazy. not going to be pitching your agendas. No, so you're you're. Your hand's easier to hit. It just it just totally, totally changed the It the makes way. wanton destruction way easier to land, even if you aren't doing goofy oh, no. amped up stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is it is really, really great. It's, I, it's, I like it a it's lot. It's really cool that both sides got really teethy, mean currents. Currents, yeah. Oh man, I agree. I think it's like I've been ever since currents came out, I've been looking forward to the point in the meta where you get that thing where both decks have good currents yep. in and, and it's who's, that question who's of, gonna play first? I, who's gonna play that first? Because I talked about that with people when they first came out and it just never happened. But like now it's I think all the decks I run have currents in, maybe? Except yeah, cool. most of them anyway. Yeah. I definitely have either two or three copies of this with the Valencia stuff for sure. It's oh it is just so wonderful being like, you can hold two cards now. Yeah. Choose them well. <laughs> I mean there are just so many good like it's the options you have. I think if you're a corp deck now, there is, whether it's enhanced login protocol or like uh housekeeping or uh targeted marketing, there is a current you want, there, yeah, probably. There's a current for you for sure. For yeah, sure. I think so, yeah. And at that point I, mean, I think that means we must be only a month or two months away from runners having to run currents because the swing of like from housekeeping to net celebrity is big enough that you run net celebrity. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, next, we have we have soul sucking, <laughs> but wage earning day job, which is probably the <laughs> the some of the best art, art in the game. In the game, yeah. Matt Zellinger crushes this. Yes. It is so 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 good. Uh, it is a two credit event, and then as an additional cost to play this event, spend three credit, three clicks. So basically, four clicks. This is your whole freaking turn, unless you're doing something crazy. But you gain ten credits. Right. Uh, it's just good. Has, and it's only one influence. Yeah. Has has, has any of us uh, played it? Yeah, it was You've in the max stack that we were we were testing out, and okay. um, it's it's gross. It's an amount of money that like it's it's. <sighs> It's even worse than like you know when a prepaid deck has a couple of prepaid voice pads and like one Lucky credit, and, and, yeah. and then or like, even if they play a sure gamble and you're like, wait, why are you on nine? Oh god! And then you do the math, but it's so gross that you think you have a scoring window and like you do a double take at how much money the runner has if they go from two credits to twelve. Right? Like you're like, you can't have that much money. Where do you get that? <laughs> like, they, I went to work, motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> But of course, the great thing about day job is that you think you have a scoring window because they only have two credits, and then click one amped up, clicks two through whatever you do um, day job, and then uh, and then you run on them. Go for run. Score yeah. the agenda. Yep, and then you're really really sad. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. And then yeah, in prepaid, it gets even more ridiculous. Not that prepaid needed to get any more ridiculous for its economy events. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's just good. Uh, the we, let's let's maybe talk about the cutlery. So. Yes, Jesse. Yeah, definitely, Jesse. So first, <laughs> first, tell us what each of these things do. Then I want your mnemonic for how to remember them. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the, we got a fork and a knife and a spoon. Um, first off, um, what these what these do is let's let's go over. We'll go over forked, I guess. Uh, it's a it's a three influence two cost event. Run sabotage. Make a run. The first time you break all subroutines on a sentry during this run trash that sentry and we have one for sentries code gates and barriers now code gates are creamy so you <laughs> so you wait, so you wait, eat wait, them with wait, a spoon wait hang on stop i'm going to stop you there Jesse. yeah okay now i don't know if i'm missing something but i love it so why, much why why are code gates creamy i think i think code gates um i always like 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 um I always saw, see, see, I've seen code gates as like a smooth and creamy bit of ice. Okay, Jesse, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to still keep you stopped there. I don't understand. Well, basically, my my problem was is we have like a cosmic ice, and I ca- I couldn't come up with some way to remember them, and I kept screwing up remembering which what fork the knife and spoon do. So I'm just I just made up the fact that code gates are creamy, so you eat them okay, right. with a spoon. Okay, okay. That, sentries, that, that, sentries. Weirdly, that makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> sentries are sinister, like the trident of on a devil. So that's why you have to fork them, and you can pry open a door with a knife, like a barrier. <laughs> and you're welcome, you're welcome, Netrunner community, for never being, for never forgetting what the uh, cutlery suite does. Okay, no, hang on, look, I, I did not, okay, wait, wait. I didn't have trouble remembering this, right? And it's because a knife cuts like a clean line through something. Like it's what it does. That's a knife. Like knives cut lines and barriers are lines. Barriers are walls, right? The sentries are aggressive. They poke at you. They like attack you. And that's what a fork is. A fork is the thing that is coming at you, right? Like it's skewering you. And, and then code, code gates, gates are, are creamy. No, no, <laughs> no. 
No, bad Jesse. Code gates are weird, and so are spoons. Right? Spoons are the weirdest <laughs> cutlery. Okay, that's not much and better. So... Uh, e- either way, these are these are these are. <laughs> either the... way, wet... oh, whatever. Okay, keep going. I'm, I'm just saying that, that, that like these uh these are these are bonkers bonkers cards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Basically, what you do is so. Yeah, we talked about Eater a little bit. We'll get to it again in a second. But like, Eater's awesome. Except if you use Eater, you can't access cards. So what the hell do you do to actually get into remotes? Well, the answer is you use you run once with Eater. They res this thing. If it's if it doesn't do anything, you just bounce off. If it does something bad, you pay to break it. Then you use whatever appropriate cutlery thing you have. Yep. For example, if they say Resident Enigma. All creamy and soft. All creamy and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> you then whip out spooned, you run again, you pay two measly credits, that enigma is gone forever, and then you get the agenda behind it that the corp thought was safe. And when the when, number of times that has happened to me <laughs> is atrocious. <laughs> and let's look at like Quetzal <clears throat> prying open doors with knives. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think oh god, who was like who was I talking to who um uh, they wait for Blue Sun to... They hold the knife, and then they... Or, like, sorry, they hold the E3 or something, and they wait... Oh, that was it, yeah. Oh, no, this has nothing to do with cutlery at all. It was just a Ketzel player who waits until they oversight the curtain wall to drop the E3 feedback implants to wait with the curtain wall. Yeah, it's right. nothing to do with knife. Yeah. But, but, so like, but that, even... So, but now you can do the exact same thing, except they don't even need to have the oversight. And and also, the cutlery suite just wrecks Hasbiroid. Oh, my God. Eli, Eli two clicks, and we're sorry... <laughs> I broke yep. it all. Here's the knife, Eli. It's yep. like, unreal. And, and th- this is the thing, like, I think they made the runner really strong here because there's a lot of ways the runner can get rid of stuff now. Yeah. And the corporation didn't get too many options to, to keep counter. it safe. Yeah, to keep yeah. it safe. Yeah. I mean, what you end up having to do is, like, to deal with a lot of these things, you have to put crappy versions yep. of the same type in front of the good stuff you actually want to keep safe. So they for Oh, no, there's no way that works. That's way too obtuse. Like... Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm saying that's kind of an option. That's not like the backbone strategy. But it's like if you know someone, like, especially with Max, like, you can see all the cards that are sitting in in the heap, right? So you're like, okay, well, I know that they have a spoon. I only have one code gear to keep this thing safe. I'll throw a chum in front of it. Sure. Or or, or I'll, or I'll, I'll, I'll pop in front of an archer because I want to keep my archer alive yeah, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But that, 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 you're right. That is a that is a slow, crappy play <laughs> to protect yes, against. Yes, it's not good. I mean, the one thing it does do is that Rainbow can technically eat up any of these cutlery events. Yep. Um, and it's it's good just by itself anyway. Um, as just like you a know, taxing I, I just, device. I, I just finally like put Rainbow into my first deck because um, now I have a good reason to run Superior Cyber Walls because it's Gagarin and it's a lot of um, ah, walls. Yeah, Rainbow cool. obviously triggers suddenly Rainbow like with one Superior Cyber Walls Rainbow is like three cost five strength like grossness. It's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's good. Yeah, but in general, these things they're just gonna wreck your day. <laughs> yep. Um, and of course, they synergize, and we talked about this a little bit with good old Eater, which Eater. is which is like mm. every Anarch's best friend. Yeah, <laughs> what a crazy, crazy card! I think the only thing that I'd say to have because I'm, I'm, this is a, this is a really good puzzle. Like, what do corpse do against Fork Knife and Spoon? And I think the answer is you don't need to worry about them too much because what runner has like six card slots to give up to two of each of these? You know, yep. like yep. if they if they are doing that, their deck will be less good at other things like economy and icebreakers and events. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it know, is definitely it's not, pretty shit. It mm-hmm. is not good. And having the having the ability to 
like reinstall your ice or find a new ice when you need it or whatever, like perhaps packing a little bit more ice than you used to is not unwelcome or having ice. That's like kind of annoying, but maybe not worth blowing one of these events on. Like mm-hmm. if they use this to detonate a pop-up window, eh, that's probably <laughs> not the worst thing. Because mm-hmm. they're probably going to do that with Parasite anyway. That's At true. least in this, you get one more credit before it actually goes away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's not forget that Parasite and Data Sucker was crapping all over our ice before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is really just a different flavor of dump. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. What? <laughs> it's just a different flavor of dump. Oh. That's great. It's like a dump cake. I, yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there's much to say with Eater specifically aside from it's great with all of these cutlery events obviously but also like any card replacement stuff so obviously eater and keyhole they are bffs forever yep um and then the the replacement events on hq like account siphon and wanton are just even code siphon if you want to give something weird like just getting in the eater will get in and you can proc those crazy Uh, abilities yeah like if you actually i mean granted five four five influence four for code siphon is a lot but also, Anarch has no tutors. Yep. Could so be a tutor. Being able to finally get like, oh, crap. Okay, well, I'm worried about them finally dropping a nasty, you know, mimic or wraparound. Okay, well, I'll use Code Siphon to go grab the thing I actually want. Yeah. I think the thing I'd say about Eater as well is you can, like, choke it, <laughs> you know, because um, <laughs> it is a corroder that breaks everything, which is great. But also, it's a corroder that breaks everything, which is bad. You know, no one, like... You want to try and break a, a toll booth with a corroder? No. Like, people will fan yeah. these things or they'll knight them. Like, nobody actually pays to break really big ice. And so, big or even medium sized ice does suck to get through with Eater. You yeah. know, it, it'll, it'll seem bad if you run small ice, but the bigger your ice is, the less you have to worry, I think. Yeah. Stuff like, I mean, even just old firewall, like we talked about last time, is like yeah, five sure. credits, five strength. That's that's four credits for Eater to get through. That's, yep. That adds up fast. Yep. And they're still encountering it, so like they'll still take a tag from Data Raven. They'll pay three credits with Tollbooth. They'll have to lose a click with Troll. Pop up. Oh, ah, yeah. Troll. That's... that's <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, they wouldn't be paying to break any subroutines, though, so they'd no, still be able to access be, cards. I, yeah, I have not played with Troll. I just like the idea of it and the flavor text. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What, what other cool programs were there, were we, there in here? We got a, like a bonkers virus. A two. Oh, God. Have you... So I played against this. Have oh, you really? guys... Tell, you, tell yeah, us... Are you talking tell, about the, the t- thing that was Deck of the Week? Oh, um, on a maybe. But tell us, tell us that story, Quinn. Oh, God. Okay, so my friend, put it, my friend Ian put his spin on this. But um, so what you do... Oh, God, let me get this in the correct order. <laughs> you have a couple of b- virus breeding grounds ticking away. Okay. Uh, virus breeding grounds is a new re- resource. I, I guess I should cover that really quickly now. It's a resource you play that's, that changes the game massively. It's way more utilitarian than I thought it would. It just gets virus counters on it every turn, and you can click to move counters from this resource to a virus. And the big thing for me is I realized with, in my Edward Kim deck, I can now have an imp that never runs dry. That's like, right. Because yeah. it, imp doesn't oh, trap itself. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so, but no, what Ugh. this deck does, what this deck does is you have a couple of virus breeding grounds, one or two, whatever. Then you put down a progenitor. This is a new program. It's a daemon and it doesn't take any memory. You can host viruses on it and two things happen. First off, those viruses don't cost memory, which is a huge thing for Anarchs. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that when you purge, it always still keeps a virus counter on it. Just one. Yep. Just one. There's another virus which is huge. And this is where we start getting into the territory of like, 
Now Anarchs are playing with virus counters in the same way Wayland is playing with their advancement counters. Hivemind is a virus that costs three, two memory, which is disgusting, unless yep. you have it on a progenitor. <laughs> um, it is also unique. Very, it's unique, yep. Y- Yep, it's unique. And Thank God. It, you <laughs> yes, place a virus correct. counter on it when, it when it's installed, or two if you've got Grimoire out, and those virus counters are considered to be on all viruses, which means your medium has two more counters. Uh, your imp has two more counters, but if you spend counters from imp, the ones that are theoretically on Hivemind, you spe- you, Hivemind loses the counters. So, <laughs> with all of this, what you do is you have two progenitors, you install a Hivemind on one, an imp on the other, uh, sorry, a uh, Darwin on the other, so with Grimoire oh. out, they, with oh Grimoire out, they both have four counters on. No, sorry, they, with Grimoire out, they each have two counters, but the two on Hivemind are considered to be on Darwin. So Darwin is now minimum strength four. You can click virus counters from virus breeding ground on, and they have the ultimate AI breaker, except it costs two credit to break a subroutine. I'll be honest, I've never lost to a Darwin deck, but it was still pretty cool seeing this stuff happen. <laughs> Man, um, ugh, obviously if, yeah. If, if you do it out of noise, then while you're even doing all of this stuff, they're milling they're cards. They're milling cards, you're milling, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Hive Mind and Progenitor uh, is a thing because it means that you can never get rid of that final counter on it and it's on everything, uh, which is bad. Yeah, man, yeah. I, I, I also had not really thought a lot about Virus Breeding Ground, but with that flexibility of being able to reload Hive Mind, that's crazy. And like, and like, yeah. Um, we, 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 uh, can you just straight up click move onto something that, or, or does it need a counter? Uh,. No, you click from no, no. It needs virus breeding ground. No, hang on. I'm pretty sure it just. Oh no, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm just wondering. Yeah, like so. When you when your turn begins, place a virus counter on virus breeding ground, and then click to move a counter from virus breeding ground to uh, any virus. Oh, you're right. With at least one virus counter on. Okay. It. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So if imp goes down to zero, then it, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you do want to keep loading stuff back up at least a little bit, or have it yep. on progenitor. Yep. I also, if I can just mention like viruses that I think are really wicked, I love Gravedigger, which is the, the last new virus, because um, apparently I'm going through all of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever an installed corp card is trashed, place a virus counter on Gravedigger, click to spend that virus counter to make the corp trash the top card of R&D. It sounds really annoying to me. Yeah, yeah. especially in noise. Oh my no, god. Well, well no, because it's got to be an installed... Oh yeah, no, you're you're not getting the counters off of off, you're not you yeah yeah no you're not getting counters on Gravedigger from Noises Mill Mill, but he's milling a ton of stuff already anyway. Oh, so you're milling for all your virus installs, but then you can also mill with Gravedigger. Right, right, right. I mean, like, if it, you, it, if you're it, building... it is it is a little bit specific though. You need to be trashing stuff like pack campaigns and sand sands and what about like that. Uh, uh, but Jesse? What about if you were just doing that Eater Cutlery deck we did? Because every time you trash a piece of ice, you get a counter on this. So uh, to... Okay, yeah, that's yeah. trash cards. That's crummy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, how awful is, like, I mean, oh, the imagery they're playing with here, that, like, you've got this mouth that's chewing your ice, and then uh, your grave is also being dug. Like, it's, <laughs> it's grim, you're right. Yeah. And that's also probably what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, another another cool virus, and I guess with all this, uh, the slight, like, once you get one counter on there, you can just breeding grounds it over and just... For one trash of an Adonis campaign, you can forever dig the grave once once a turn or yeah. something mm. as ridiculous. I mean, like, and oh, yeah, crazy. just memory has been such a problem, and like both progenitor and then virus memstrips, which is just some hardware that gives more memory for viruses. Also in this pack, that you know, it solves so much of that problems. Just have a couple of those in your deck, and you just you're okay, you know. Yep. 
That's pretty great. Um, speaking of hardware, because that was all the programs, right? That yeah, I, yeah, that was all the programs. Yeah, I think um, I accidentally rambled through all of them. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, speaking of hardware, the the new there's one new console in here, which yep, is which is hypothetically used by Valencia Estevez. She's on the art. It is Vigil. Yeah, uh, so Vigil. I, I really like this. Yeah, uh, Vigil console. is actually I like it a lot too, especially with Valencia. Um, it's two credits to install. It just gives you one extra MU. Um, it's only two influence. But the cool thing it does is that when your turn begins, draw one card if the corp has cards in HQ equal to his or her maximum hand size, which happens way more often than you think, especially against certain deck types that are especially annoying to play against. Like NEH, basically, they're always on max hand size. Yeah. Almost always. Um, if you're if you're playing with Valencia and you have itinerant protesters, they are almost certainly going to be on maximum hand size all the time. So some people, like, when they come out, they're like, oh, I don't know, well, you'll only get, like, probably two or three card draws out of this. In some games, I probably got over ten. Well, Easily free card draws from this thing. It, it's like Astrolabe in that respect. Like, it can just run forever. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes... Some games, it can give you two draw, and that's okay, because you're using it for the memory, and sometimes it's crazy. Yeah, sometimes, like, even if it doesn't do much, it's still fine. And if it does a lot, it does a lot. Yeah, I like I like Vigil a lot. I mean, I, I in a virus heavy deck, obviously you're still gonna want to go with Grimoire because you're kind of crazy not to. Um, but if you're not doing that, I think Vigil definitely has a place. Yeah, but it's a very very cool um, option if you're doing if, if 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 you don't want the spinal modem and you want something really cheap. Uh, yeah, very. It's a it's it's a cool. It's a, it's, it's a very. I mean, cool all card. the all the handout consoles are just so solid. Like, I mean, it just exactly depends on what your deck wants to do. Like yeah. spinal modem if you're actually cool, and then vigil if you're you know playing a game. <laughs> And good more if you're playing solitaire, you know, it's all good. That's about right. <laughs> um, there's another weird one, and I have no idea what to make of this, so maybe you guys can help me out. Archives interface. Oh, God. Yeah, it's okay. It is obviously not quite as flashy as the R&D or HQ interfaces. It's cheap. It's only two. Uh, it's three. Is it? It's oh, free to install. Yeah, that's expensive. Um, <laughs> it's only to influence, but what it does... It's not unique. Oh, there it's we not go. unique. Oh, that's actually kind of true. Um, whenever you access cards in archives, you may remove one card in archives from the game instead of accessing it. Right. So, I mean, it means you can make sure that trash Jackson Howards stay gone forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, if you're really being crazy, like, you can use this to banish NAPD contracts instead of paying to I, steal I them. I was just thinking, yep. I think the use of this is that if you have, like, beef with another meta, you show up with a deck with three archived uh, interfaces in, and then you take on whoever, like, the best person they've got is, and whenever, you, you don't score agendas, you <laughs> trash them with imp, you know, like, or want of destruction, and then when you run an archives, you just remove... All the agendas from the game until you've removed 14, right. and then you don't do anything and watch their deck slowly run out. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, oh, my turn. I'll take four credits. Your turn. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's what they were thinking when they designed this card. I really do. Okay, <laughs> can this card, um, like, I guess it can finally fix the, 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 the Punji Stick archives. Jinteki, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Maybe that's what it's for. Yeah, like, that's true. You can use this to get rid of space camps and shocks and stuff like that. But you're still going to be hitting them? You will, it only needs to be face-up. So you will, you will have had to hit them once. But then right. once they're all face-up, or even if even if they, for some reason, like actively discarded a archive, like if you somehow, if somehow got into archives and you know what it is, um, then you, as long as it's face up in the archives, you run access and get rid of that stuff. So yeah, that's actually true. You can use this to get rid of nasty stuff that triggers she, from the archives. She cues and shocks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what probably, about if, if, 
If you're running a uh, like a data sucker heavy deck and you know you need to keep running on archives, then you know you run one of these and it lets you make it safe. And also, it lets you. I mean, in how many games where like you run on a Jackson turn one and they let you trash it because there's nothing in archives? The ability to remove that from the game. It's pretty good. Like because yeah. people it's will Jackson back small. their Jacksons. Yeah, and for this sure. Is, that, this is pretty huge. Maybe vo- maybe noise likes it to get rid of Jacksons permanently. Yeah, yeah. And it, like I'm just running it by itself. Err. But if you're getting other synergy off of data suckers or hemorrhage, yep. Um, it's actually it could be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other what other hardware did y'all like? They also got a very cool, um, almost like an Aesop for. Uh, oh, I love this! I the love this most li- disgusting Aesop. <laughs> I love this little guy so much. It's so gross. It, what is what is it, Quinn? F- f- uh, oh, sorry. I've got. Hang on. Let me remove the card from my shitty Ultra Pro binder. <laughs> um, no, so, you tr- might as well be keeping your cards in an old takeaway box. That would be better. Basically, like I don't know. They don't. They certainly don't keep them clean or straight. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, oh god, I feel terrible. I actually feel bad now. People should listen to the last Terminal Seven if they haven't. So, Please do. Chop- the Chopper Three Thousand is a one-cost piece of hardware. It is unique. You can only have the one. Ch- there is only one Chopper Three Thousand. <laughs> uh, when your turn begins, you may trash another of your installed cards. If you do, draw one card or remove one tag. Now, the picture on this card <laughs> is of like I don't know. I imagine it's it's like a beetle, but I imagine it's about the size of a Roomba. Um, yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah, it looks like yeah it. and the, the, the flavor text is, there was a sickly smell coming from his closet. He hoped it was only a mouse this time. I can <laughs> also add the chop box <laughs> mouth is a buzzsaw, and it looks like there's blood on it? Probably. Oh, and yum has been spray-painted or stenciled onto its side. Yep. Yeah, so the idea is you have this little Roomba running around disassembling your old hardware and, like, scrapping it so that you can, I don't know, change it... Is it, is it? Hang on. Remove a tag. It's not changing what you look like, is it? Surely not. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. But that's okay. It's just <laughs> perching on your face while you sleep and just sawing. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never find oh. you now. <laughs> so yeah, basically, it's Aesop's, but cheaper and certainly more anarch. You know, money is a nice, solid thing to have, but this lets you draw a card, which might be good, or remove a tag, which I don't know. I. Mm, I mean, if you're removing a tag at the start of your turn rather than the end, that's pretty anarch anyway. Yes. Um, I think it's okay. Yeah. I, think I mean, the nice thing that could, this could let you do is if you have a bunch of cards that like have run out of their value, stuff like imps, caches empty and, imps yep. and stuff like that, empty Davids, like you could you actually use this to maybe have a chance of crawling out from underneath like a heavy mid-season replacements and not have it make you broke and sad forever. Yep. Maybe, actually. I mean, the pro- <laughs> yeah, you get out of mid-seasons after selling your entire rig. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay. I think uh, enough Anarch decks run Aesops that now they can run money cards instead and this and save influence. Yeah, yeah. and have, um, like use this en- enough to not need to rely on, say, Wildside. Yep, I can see that. Sure. I mean, Anarch just, it's crazy how much draw they've got in the last, like, pack and this, like, and money, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh, between noise and cash and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's... But none of it's draw for free, which is the thing that I love. Yep. Anarchs don't do anything for free. There's a cost to everything. Yep. It's like, it's like two steps forward, one steps back is the Anarch motto. Yes. <laughs> anarchistic, I guess. It's awesome. Um... Do we want to roll over to it's resources? resources I guess? Yeah. Oh my god, the resources in this pack—they <laughs> <laughs> are—they are lovely. Um, I got to start with my favorite, sure, because again, because I've been playing a lot of Valencia, is investigative journalism. Oh man, it is Woo! zero credit resource. 
Uh, you can install it only if the corp has at least one bad publicity. But again, if you're playing Valencia, they almost certainly will. And much like Day Job, you spend four clicks and then you trash this to give the corp one bad publicity. So this, in addition to just being able to stack more and more bad publicity on the corp, which is actually incredible, yep. um, it's also lets you put bad pub back onto the corp after they've gotten rid of it. Like, as long as you put this down on the board while they have bad pub, even if they shake it later with, you know, clone retirement or veterans program or Elizabeth Mills or whatever, as long as this guy's on the board... You can give it to him again. Then you can just trash it, give it to him again, and then if you're... If then you're blackmail's feeling, back online. And then blackmail... <laughs> if you're feeling crazy, you use Amped Up, you use this... And then you use your last two clicks to same old thing, a blackmail from the, from the heap. Perfect. <laughs> so that is insane. But just generally like sticking more bad pub onto the corp with stuff that synergizes with it, like itinerant protesters and stuff. Oh my God. It's so good. I was going to say Amtop investigative journalism is Hunter Thompson, but no, that yeah. term would be like Amtop investigative journalism and then Doug is somehow. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you wouldn't would be running. Two, that's two sure. Amped Ups. Yeah. Two laptops, investigative John Doug is done. Right, easy. <laughs> I think it's good. I wonder, like, I think the puzzle here is, like, the mathematical puzzle of, like, when is the bad pub you get for five clicks, essentially, worth it? Like, if you play this turn, like, one and two, probably it's worth it. Do you play another? Like, when do you stop giving the corp this incredibly bad penalty and start, like, running? Winning know? the game, I yeah. mean, there's definitely times when it's just, like, it's kind of a little bit of a lull, like, say, right after the corp scored or right after you managed to, like, drain a bunch of their money or whatever, and you're like, okay, well, they're not... I know they're not going to be threatening a score this turn. It's never a bad time to use it because, like, you get back the money savings so much. and Because it's it every single it's ev run. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, if you can make four if you make four runs or use it to trash four cards and turn or whatever that's eight credits you saved in one turn oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what else what what other resources did y'all dig we got an sac well, so, so sorry go quinn Oh, I was just going to say, Sacrificial Clone is the best bad card I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good, I love it's, it. It's like Noise with his headphones and his piercings and his stupid goggles. <laughs> and, his, and he sat there with like the keys to a car, and in the car is a, is like the alternate reality sort of, what's the word? Like, like, like nerd preppy, noise. Like preppy noise. Pre yeah, square yeah. noise. Yeah. 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 Um, and Sacrificial Clone costs three resource, you can trash it to prevent all damage, and then as a result you trash all installed hardware, all installed non-virtual resources, <laughs> and all cards in your grip, lose all credits in your credit pool, and, importantly, remove all tags. And it's the last bit that's exciting to me, because this is, this gets you out of mid-seasons. Yep. Yep. It it's kind of multi-purpose, because you can, if they tag you and they're about to scorch you, you can bin it to, I mean, removing the tags is the key thing here. I think yes. preventing all the damage is, like, actually not that big of a deal, because they trash it, with the resource, because it's a resource, they'll trash it if they tag you. And prevent all damage, like net damage tends to be really piddly and come from multiple sources anyway. Right. Oh shit, it works on brain damage. Oh, it does. Yep. Uh, unless oh, unless you, it's stamped up or stim hacked. <laughs> yeah. people, on, people can hear how excited I get when I realize something about net run armies <laughs> did it live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I guess like you, you can basically, if you've got this down, you can no fear run like a three, four advanced card. I mean, if you have a bunch of stuff you don't want to lose, you'll be sad. But if you're just like, if you're running super light and you're like, I'm going to go see what that is. Oh, it's a four advanced overrider. Cool. Um, That was my clone that made that run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I guess you could... Like Janice deals it separately though, so he only yeah, prevent one, right? Yeah. You but need usually one Janice big... only tends to do like 
to brain damage after you've clicked through the rest anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's 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 cool. I, I do like the idea that like yeah, someone else ran there. That was that was my yeah. My, my that wasn't me. God, this is actually this is a way better card than I thought it was. It's just it's so multi-purpose and like it's so anarch because all the other sides have like their dedicated tools. You know, shapers have the Deus Ex program. Have you heard of it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this thing will probably save me from basically anything, but also I'll lose everything. But it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I can buy another Walkman. Like it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I was going you know to sell that stuff to the chop bot anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do you know about the card this is based on from original Netrunner? No. It's, okay, so the, the original card was even better. I forget the name. I forget everything about it. But in original Netrunner, this card was like, uh, it's like net backup. And the theme of it is they can kill you. And if they kill you, if you have net backup in play, or it's like if it loses from your hand or something, you restart the game, you lose everything, all your money, except you're immune to meat damage and can't install resources and shit. <laughs> so it's like you are now a ghost <laughs> on the internet. Wow. Holy crap. That's pretty yeah. good. That's, That's radical. Mm. But no, this is this is more this is a more sensible multipurpose card. Yeah, just yeah, this is cool. This is like your plascretes, really, because you just bin it to remove the tags. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it lets you like I mean I don't know a situation where you'd be in where you'd be in if you, if you proactively put yourself in tag hell with a ton of like siphons and vamps and stuff and you wanted to shake all of that <laughs> yeah, and siphon you had them four times and then lose all the credits with sacrificial clone to yeah. remove the tag. So I was like I don't know what situation I mean it's probably you you were going to end up I don't know why there'd be a situation where you proactively want to put yourself in a state where you'd you where you'd use clone uh, sacrificial clone but yeah being able to go out from underneath mid seasons or whatever it's actually not bad. God, I, 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 I would run this over pa paper tripping. Uh, sorry, sorry. What was that, Quinns? I was just going to say, can we all take a moment, like Edward Kim being a racist, to realise that here, while this card is cool, noise is a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Like I just, I was reading the flavour text. It's like you don't have to. Wor don't worry, me. And it's like, no, dude, you're killing. You're taking a human life. <laughs> this yeah. isn't cool. Talk about a little bit of like, so, like some some interesting questions are being yeah. brought to, to surface in yeah, this, this box. This is basically just the swapper, except a netrunner card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit dark. Uh, what 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 other resources are rad? Well, we also got this awesome one. Now it's called Stim Dealer. Ah, oh, Stim Dealer. Jesus. Four cost resource connection, three influence. When your turn begins, if there are two or more power counters on Stim Dealer, remove all power counters from it and suffer one brain damage. Cannot be prevented. Otherwise, place one power counter on Stim Dealer and gain a click. So here we have a pretty reliable way of, if not a little bit dangerous. Way of, uh, <laughs> yes. Get, get, getting that crazy five-click runner, right? Yep. I mean, the fact that, like, you can let this fire once or twice, maybe, and then you can still get rid of it with Chopbot, Chopbot or Aesops yeah. or whatever, so it doesn't have to keep going forever and ever. But or or not or you could be something some crazy origami deck or something right where you, you just your your hand care. size doesn't oh, matter you, you like sense. I mean if you know you're going against like near Earth hub or something you know it's like turn one stim dealer don't care about brain damage let's go like yeah and yes. then you're a five click runner for most of the game mm -hmm. that's pretty solid yeah. I mean, and it's stupid. But like. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do. That's how you do. That's right. Like, I love, I love, I love, I love Josh B. I love wait, running Josh B. and Edward Kim deck. Deck feels really strange because Edward Kim doesn't use 
uh, or augments, implants. Implants, right. augments. So he's yeah. like, I guess he's using them for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, you want to you want to have the actual most difficult theme connection to make. It's that helium three deposit can put power counters on Stim Dealer. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just shipping a bunch of really really good drugs back to <laughs> Earth. Yeah, the, 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 the mining drugs on the moon. <laughs> yeah, <Like, Jesus. laughs> I wouldn't put it above Wayland. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, I'm down. Uh, fest, uh, let's talk about a card that is not good, I don't think, which is Human First. Um, right. Because I would like someone else's opinion on this, because I've looked at it every which way, and I'm pretty sure it's bad. This is a resource connection. It costs one. There's a very angry Human First member with a sledgehammer smashing some bar on the front. That's, again, murder. He's a dickhead. <laughs> and the text says... Um, <laughs> I really care about bar apparently. Uh, the text says, whenever an agenda is scored or stolen, gain credits equal to the agenda points on that agenda. Right. So, getting this early in Leela, like I, that, that, that's what I kind of see as something that could be interesting, maybe. Like, yeah, I mean, like math-wise, assuming you you can put it down early in the game, it is guaranteed to pay out at least seven credits. I mean, if it pays out seven, and no, none, I mean, it'll none pay of out those six minimum, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, mean, I guess it will pay out the seventh when the game is over, and then you'll be sad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but like if if it's if it's a close game, it's like it's money for free, which is never unwelcome. Yeah, except it's. But, I mean, if it wasn't unique, maybe right. But like to see it early, you need to run three. But it's unique, so that's not going to happen. So maybe you run two, which means it'll probably show up like a third of the way through the game. Which means right. you might get four or five credits. But those aren't even credits you get now. They're delayed, which is always way worse because you lose yeah. tempo. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, oh, maybe there'll be some anarch ID, which is like you know the game lasts to eight agenda points. How oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Like oh my god! Harmony med tech. <laughs> that would be so bad. Oh wow, that would be interesting. I mean, I guess if you're trying to pull, I mean, maybe you can put this in some kind of deck where your goal is not to is to basically either mill the corp or just burn out all those agendas. So you're selling them with frame job or you know, oh yeah, maybe. A data dealer or whatever. So it's like okay, well, I, every time I score, I'm just going to get rid of this, and that's going to let me just keep playing. I mean, granted, uh, it's kind of weird. But I mean, if you have some kind of bonkers deck where, like, oh no, no, I can't even. I mean, if you had like so many frame jobs that whenever you score an agenda, you sell them with frame jobs, then you play itinerant protesters, so their hand size is zero, and then you can use human first, so whenever you keep scoring agendas, you keep. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, there might be something kind of interesting there, maybe, but it it does not immediately leap out as to what that would be. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, it's. I mean, it's. It costs one unique. They must know what they're doing. I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Was, there any, was there anything else that we, we kind of already talked about? Virus breeding ground. Yep. Um, I, I, I think uninstall is neat. Uninstall is like a is like a scavenge almost. Ah, the uh, the the neutral operation. Yeah, it actually has a picture of him uninstalling amp. I'm pretty sure that's what the picture. Yeah, is. Yeah, which is so cute. Which is what Makes you would sense. which is what you would be doing. Um, it's zero cost event. Uh, gray. Add an installed program or piece of hardware to your grip. So things like noise likes reloading. Put put that cash back down. Put that empty David back down. Put that empty uh, imp back down. Yeah, Re, yeah. Which is so it's less efficient because you have to click pull it up, click put it down instead of scavenge, which is built in. Right. But it's it's it's, it's neutral and free. So neutral and free. Of course, so. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, I just like that they 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 have vehicles now. They do. <laughs> there were there were loads of these in the original Netrunner, but we got our first, the Quanju PT. Do you want to talk about it, Jesse? Yeah, Quan, sorry, sorry, Quanju PT. It looks like a some kind of a hover bike, motorcycle. 
I think it, it's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, whatever it is, century version of a uh, Vespa. Vespa. Okay, cool. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a hardware vehicle install to influence zero. When your turn begins, you may lose a click. If you do avoid the first tag, you would take until the start of your next turn. Oh, until the start of your next turn. I didn't see that. Oh, so you can use yeah. this and basically be unseasourceable until your next turn. Yes. You don't take That's the cool. tag. You don't take the tag from snare. Um, okay. It also makes itinerant. I mean, itinerant project. Uh, what's it called? Activist support slightly better. Remember that? Ah, the yes, resource yes. where you can inflict a bad pub and then you get a tag at the start of their turn. Right. So I love the theme of like you can you, you can bike away. You can be you can be at rallies, but then you drive away really fast and then you take the bike apart with your chop bot. Like how cool is that? Right. Theme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. That's cool. That's really and then. Cool. Finally, the, the neutral resource in here was a virtual resource called Data Folding, which is three mm. credits to install, and then when your turn begins, gain one credit if you have two or more unused MU. And it's not unique, so it's kind of like the memory version of Underworld Context. Yeah, and if anyone's ever managed to rock out two or even the, the, the sweet spot of three Underworld con Contracts, those credits oh, are man. insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, the uh, Andromeda deck that Nord Runner is running, and I think my friend came up with independently, supposedly, is you run the supplier, and then you run three data folding, three underworld contract, and Ooh. you know any, any of these that show up, you, and then a Dyson mem chip, and you just chuck them on. Uh, oh, that's so cool. Chuck yeah. them on the supplier. Oh yeah, of course you want Dyson because Dyson is going to give you both. Oh my god, that's yeah, so yeah. cool. And suppliers making that a one cost Dyson yep. thing. That's that's really cool. So I guess you're doing like a connections, Andy, and and Andy connections is a really really fun deck. Yeah, and obviously Andy has nine cards, so odds are you'll get at least one data folding and one underworld contact and the supplier in your opening hand. Oh like, my god, Mulligan yeah, crazy. for the supplier, and then, yeah, you start immediately having, like, yeah, just hammering servers running every turn. Yep. You'll, you'll find that after two turns, just from starting them, you can afford a garrot. That's <laughs> like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unreal. Oh man, then maybe I want maybe I want to put that in with Ian Sterling, too. The deck that I want to build is apparently there's this, uh, I've heard rumors, there's some Andromeda stealth deck that's just monstrous now, like uh -huh. using Refractor and uh, Switchblade, and mostly uh, it's very good. I've heard rumors, I'm going to investigate them, that's my plan. <laughs> that sounds good. Very good. Um, I didn't realize, I uh, so we, we there was a rear mail that I was trying to find. I can't actually find it, but I remember basically what the gist of this is. One question was, is basically, given that Max with Eater and Keyhole and all the cutlery events can be super devastating. What is a good way to play against that kind of deck, both hmm. at the deck building level and at the actual at the table play level? I'm, I'm going to just have to need, I'm going to need to get eaten more often so I can actually just figure out where I'm going to find my grounding. I, I, I can say what cards are good, I theoretically think, but I'd, I'm not a good guy to ask because I haven't been eaten enough. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so rude. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I think Eater is a rude card. Eater in cutlery and wanton destruction. It's a very rude. Eater is rude. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> How about you? What what actually slowed you down um, playing these this the, this maximum maximum well, deck? The obvious thing, and it's it's bad. It's a bad thing to include in your deck because it it stops you from losing rather than helps you to win necessarily. But Chrissium Grid just got yep. a whole lot better, right? Um, yeah. Which is of course the Wayland upgrade, which is three to res, five to trash. You don't even have to res it unless it's necessary, but they still have to pay the five. You throw it on HQ and R and D, and then successful runs are not considered to be successful or unsuccessful. So. Uh, with Eater, where the traditional thing is like you eat through all their ice with an account siphon, it's not considered successful, so they can't siphon. 
Um, but they already and they can't access cards either. Yeah, and, and and so they can't access the Christian grid either. So they then have to get like knights out. They have to you know go in through that server. Um, so that's really really strong. I mean, obviously it can still be wanton destructioned out your hand. It can be pulled out of R and D. Like, right. It's not perfect. And I think a better response is like just don't run crappy ice. Like run chunky ice, run fat ice, and run in a corporation and, that and can also, do that. And also, Swordsman is only one influence. Yeah, Swordsman makes Eater very, very, very sad. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of recursion in those decks, and they can just pull the Eater back out. Yep. But those decks often won't have, like, the Knight or the... Um, uh, I mean, like, it's not like... I mean, Knight is an AI breaker? Yeah, yes, Knight won't is. help either. Yeah. yeah. They, so like basically, they basically they won't help. If they've got to have a Mimic. They have to have a Mimic, which is probably mm. what you should be running. And at that point, they're running Mimic and all the cutlery in addition to their cards, like all the economy and breaker cards. It, yeah. it's, not, it's not that good. It's strong, but it's not necessarily stronger than, like, Andy Sucker. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, so, like, it's, it's a good deck, but it's not like the sky is falling, we're all ruined. It just means, like, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have to... So I think for a long time, the corporation has basically been able to kind of just do whatever they want and not really care about what the runner is going to do. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to have basically more or less the same response for all the different types of runners I'm going to play against, so whatever, I'll just deal yeah, with it. Yeah, it's been the runners trying to keep up with corpse and the corpse playing their game, and now the runner has some game, and you got to, you know, you got to, like, respond to that. Yeah, yeah, so you kind of have to be a little bit more proactive in the cards you were putting in, which I think is is, is good, right? Um, and there's yep. other stuff, too, like Christian Grid's good, but... The Hokusai grid, if you're going Jinteki or hostile infrastructure. Yep. Because that means that every time they blow up a card with one of your cutlery, every, every time they eat they that damage. smooth, creamy code gate. <laughs> no problem. I mean, the other thing is, of course, that Eater doesn't let them access cards in remotes. And so they have to have an answer to, like, you putting, like, you advancing agendas behind an ice wall. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then if they do get that knight out and move it over and then run and steal the agenda, then hey, the knight's hopefully now on that piece of ice that you can install over. I mean, you got to play the game, you know. I, yeah. I think, uh, I think, media like decent players are going to get stomped by great players playing Max and Eater and think there's no way around it. But that's what we used to think when account siphon recursion was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it turns out, oh, it's actually one hundred destruction you can, recursion. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the new bug bugbear. Yeah. So it's an, it, it, again, this is this is this is what it, this always gets said in uh, ta- in uh, articles and stuff. It's a living card game. It's gonna change around. Yeah, oh, and I yeah. think that's awesome. That's that's really good. Yep. And Nels, I loved your comment on Reddit where uh, someone was like, "Has Max broken the game?" And you're like, "No, we just the game changes all the time. That's the point, dude." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, don't worry it about great. it. It's cool. It was don't well said, it. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone else was asking about like, you know, oh, it feels like ordering chaos didn't really like give me a bunch of cards I wanted to put into my, uh, my the decks I've been running for a while. And I'm like, well, that's probably good right <laughs> like if all this expansion did was like be like oh okay there's two or three cool cards i'm gonna put into the decks i'm already running it's like dang, it kind of didn't do what it was supposed to do like it was supposed <laughs> to just be like oh my god i can do this crazy thing that i totally couldn't do before and that's that's awesome i mean yeah. like obviously there's still like space that a few other cards are gonna find their home in and that's great but yeah i think in general like this did not this went has as has often been the case, which is one of the things I love about this game so much is that like more stuff shows up and it goes wide. Yep. That's just like, oh, it doesn't make the stuff that was already good better. It creates new different stuff, which is also interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, it, I love it. I love it so much. All right, cool. Well, once again, 
Quins, thank you very much for joining us on this two-part order in chaos. Yes, it was the best thing. I really loved when I called in several weeks ago to do the first part, and now on this definitely different day, I have uh, <laughs> I have recorded the other the other part of it. Thing, cool. thing, things have changed. Yes, no <laughs> man, those decks. I, I played so much more of the decks now. And you actually decks. used to like Ultra Pro binders. I did. It was crazy. <laughs> like in the in the interim weeks, they all just fell apart. And, uh, I don't know what happened. Nels, can you share your um, Leela Patel deck with me? I think everyone's playing Anarch at the minute. It'll be a good time for me to try her as a. Oh yeah, happily. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's 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 a lot of fun and it's interesting. A blast. And then you can just get the like the. She has this power turn where she bounces, grabs that one off or two off indexing, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh crap! It's a uh, very very cool <laughs> yeah. to play against. And it's play awesome. With. Um, well, uh, it, as, as we've, you know, as we've said in the past, if folks want to get in touch with us, you can email us at terminal seven at idlethumbs.net or hit us up on Twitter at term seven, um, questions, feedback, thoughts, whatever. Oh, and two very important announcements. One, we have a couple tournaments coming up. Uh, the first of which is going to be on Mar uh, February the 21st. At Subi's, which is a restaurant and pub here in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, um, it's it's an awesome place. They are they're totally going to hook us up with uh, the ability to purchase from them uh, coffee and beer throughout the day, in addition to, to food and all the rest of their stuff. It's going to be really really exciting. Like we've had a number of great tournaments here in town; they're all super fun, but they're always usually in like a game store or something like that, which is fine. But being able to hang out in like a cozy restaurant and grab a couple pints, whatever. Like every time you guys in the UK talk about like, oh, we're having another rad tournament in this pub, <laughs> we're like, yeah. I just get very jealous yep so we finally Wait, figured you found multiple bars now right yeah so now we have not only this place but we're probably we're going to try out subies and then we'll probably run around to a few different other venues as well and just check out a bunch oh, of places how the tables have turned <laughs> now <laughs> you are deciding which venue you will grace with your presence that's right <laughs> it's very exciting um but that is going to be on saturday february the 21st um, registration will be at 10.30 and we'll actually start playing at 11. Obviously, it's it's a pub restaurant. They're very kindly giving us some small amount of space, so we won't have an infinite number of seats. So if you want to play, definitely show up early. And then the uh, Terminal City Tabletop Convention, which is a board card game tabletop RPG event, humongous thing uh, here in Vancouver, technically over in Burnaby, but it's like in the Vancouver area. Um it is happening again on the weekend of March 14th and 15th, and Jesse and I are going to be running a Netrunner tournament on that Saturday. Um, unlike last time we did this event, uh, this time there isn't going to be any extra fee to play in the Netrunner tournaments. It's just tournament singular. It's just the one. Um, there, there's the, there's like a ticket to get into the whole weekend, but that covers the whole weekend. You can do stuff after the tournament the next day, whatever. It'll be awesome. Um, we're starting that up at 9.30 that day, and then we'll start playing at 10 a.m. So again, we'll have more space there, obviously, but still show up early so we can get registered and everybody can be good to go. We've got a ton of really rad prizes as well. Um, some really, really awesome stuff that I think folks are going to be very, uh, very stoked to vie for. Yeah. It's going to be good. And you, Mr. Smith, how can people find you on the internet if they haven't already? Oh, my God. Already? Well, if people want to be told what board games and card games to buy, then they should definitely go to www.shutupandsitdown.com because we are so good at reviewing 
the number one complaint we get multiple times a day is that we've made people spend too much money. So yes, uh, I've have, I've have purchased many board and card games on Shut Up and Sit Down. Right yeah, now. agreed. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yes, that's oh, man, and yeah. never no, disappointing. Well, it's easy because the games are really, really good now. We're currently going through a board and card game renaissance. Netrunner is only one part of that, so I would implore people to check out all the other cool like card games and board games. It's even you know like Fantasy Flight's Cosmic Encounter would be a great jumping off point if you want something like Netrunner. Massively varied, beautiful, but different, and yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. It... Woo! And thank you guys for having me on again. Jesus. Yes, ah, our pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, as always, thank you very much to our buddy Gordon McLattery. He yep. let us abuse his house for way too long today. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for helping our podcast not sound like butt. Um, if he does audio production work for games as well as composition, if you happen to have a game that you're looking to have a rad soundtrack for, or a bunch of sound effects for, you should definitely talk to Gord at a shell in the pit audio. And then finally, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his song Tin Soldiers from the Neo Tokyo OST as our intro and outro music. You should really get that. It's really, really good. You should do it. And it's at edharrison.bandcamp.com. My only okay, hang on, sorry. <laughs> Nels, can you mark this bit as well? I yes. took a bite of the pizza next to me, then remembered I was lavalier mic so I've sat with it in my mouth for ages. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Just <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> <laughs> 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 pizza in your mouth. <laughs>